Hello and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We are doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle and we hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today we're on Chapter 7, Section 7, Portals into the Unmanifested, The True Nature of Space and Time. My name is Barbara Wainwright and I'm here with Gilda Simonet. Welcome, Gilda. Hello. All right. I'm excited to be here. And this topic, the true nature of space and time, has me so intrigued. I am very interested to (laughs) read what what he says about it right now. Okay. So we're going to jump in here. Now consider this. If there were nothing but silence, it wouldn't exist for you. You wouldn't know what it is. Only when sound appears does silence come into being. Similarly, if there were only space without any objects in space, it wouldn't exist for you. Imagine yourself as a point of consciousness floating in the vastness of space. No stars, no galaxies, just emptiness. Suddenly, space wouldn't be vast anymore. It would not be there at all. There would be no speed, no movement from here to there. At least two points of reference are needed for distance and space to come into being. Space comes into being the moment the one becomes two. And as two become the 10,000 things, as Lao Tzu calls it, the manifested world, space becomes more and more vast, So world and space arise simultaneously. That's very interesting. I really understand that we don't recognize that there's silence until we have a sound. And then it's like, oh, it was silent before. Now there's noise, right? I get that. It's like when you have a air conditioning unit running and the sound is constant. You don't notice that it's the sound is there until it shuts off. And then it's like, oh, wow, now it's silent. Yeah, that's true. That reminds me of my drives that I was talking about a mm-hmm. couple sections ago, just listening to the wind. And then like when a car goes by, like, you hear that sound because the wind's the background, you know, like yeah. the stable sound. And then, oh, there's a car. Or you can hear like the swish of the tree. And it's like, oh, then you hear the sound again. And it goes back to silence in its own way. Yeah. I like where he equates that to space and time. When we're talking about the sound, like when there's no sound, you don't recognize that there's no sound until a sound occurs. And vice versa, I think, is true. When there is a sound, you don't recognize that that sound, that drone was there until it shuts off. And then it's like, oh, silence. So he's saying the same kind of thing when it comes to space and time. He's saying if there is only space, you don't recognize that it's there until there is another point in space, then you have a from and a to. Without that other point, it's like space doesn't exist. It's a very interesting concept. Nothing could be without space, yet space is nothing. Before the universe came into being, before the Big Bang, if you like, there wasn't a vast empty space waiting to be filled. There was no space, as there was no thing. There was only the unmanifested, the one. When the one became the 10,000 things, suddenly space seemed to be there and enabled the many to be. 
Where did it come from? Was it created by God to accommodate the universe? Of course not. Space is no thing. So it was never created. Mm, all right. So that makes a lot of sense. In the very first book of the Bible, I think it's Genesis. I'm not a scholar when it comes to the Bible, but he says, let there be light. He doesn't say, let there be space, right? Yes, <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. The thousands of stars you can see with the naked eye are no more than an infinitesimal fraction of what is there. 1,000 million galaxies can already be detected with the most powerful telescopes. Each galaxy, an island universe, containing thousands of millions of stars. Yet, what is even more awe-inspiring is the infinity of space itself, the depth and stillness that allows all of that magnificence to be. Nothing could be more awe-inspiring and majestic than the inconceivable vastness and stillness of space. And yet, what is it? Emptiness? Vast emptiness? What appears to us as space in our universe, perceived through the mind and the senses, is the unmanifested itself, externalized. It is the body of God. And the greatest miracle is this, that stillness and vastness that enables the universe to be is not just out there in space, it is also within you. When you are utterly and totally present, you encounter it as the still inner peace of no mind. Within you, it is vast in depth, not in extension. Spatial extension is ultimately a misperception of infinite depth, an attribute of the one transcendental reality. I was just thinking externalized just means like for you to see it right in front of you. We're sensing the unmanifested itself. Well, it's kind of like when you're manifesting something, like you you feel it, like you feel good about it. You're like, yeah, like I have this. I already have it. And then oh, you look and then it's externalized. Is that what that means? Or is this different? Oh, that's, that's a good way to perceive it. Because what he is saying is, what appears to us as space is truly the unmanifested itself, externalized. So it's externalized. It's not in us or part of us. It's external to us. And we're noticing, if you will, kind of like the silence. And like if there was a drone of a air conditioning unit or something or a fan and that drone was going on, when it stops, we notice the silence. Yes. So he's saying when we become mindful, if you will, of the unmanifested itself. It's an externalized from us, but we can become aware of it. We- I think so. I think you're right. I know that when you are utterly and totally present, you do encounter that inner peace of no mind, that state of satori. Yeah. And then he says the stillness and vastness that enables the universe to be is not just out there in space. It's also within you. <laughs> so it's both external i guess when we're noticing it it's external but when it's also in us so it's also internal within yes. us hmm. and then he says when you're present you encounter it as inner peace or inner space of no mind very interesting that paragraph is really deep <laughs> <laughs> i love deep things yeah, that yes. is really deep. All right. 
According to Einstein, space and time are not separate. I don't really understand it, but I think he is saying that time is the fourth dimension of space. He calls it the space-time continuum. Okay, that was a statement from a student in the book. And Eckhart responds, yes, what you perceive externally as space and time are ultimately illusory, but they contain a core of truth. They are the two essential attributes of God, infinity and eternity, perceived as if they had an external existence outside of you. Within you, both space and time have an inner equivalent that reveals their true nature, as well as your own. Whereas space is the still infinitely deep realm of no mind, the inner equivalent of time is presence. Awareness of the eternal now. Remember that there is no distinction between them. When space and time are realized within as the unmanifested, no mind and presence, eternal space and time continue to exist for you, but they become much less important. The world too continues to exist for you, but it will not bind you anymore. I think that's really true. I, I think what he's saying here is we, if we are tuned in to our inner being, to our soul, to our essence of who we are, it is infinite. We are infinite. We are infinite spiritual beings. So he's saying they are the two essential attributes of God, infinity and eternity. And when we tune in at that depth to our true essence of infinity, space and time become irrelevant. They still exist, but we're not bound to them anymore because we're recognizing our infinity. Right. I love that. And I agree. Hence, the ultimate purpose of the world lies not within the world, but in transcendence of the world. Just as you would not be conscious of space if there were no objects in space, the world is needed for the unmanifested to be realized. Mm -hmm. You may have heard the Buddha say, if there were no illusion, there would be no enlightenment. It is through the world and ultimately through you that the unmanifested knows itself. You are here to enable the divine purpose of the universe to unfold. That is how important you are. Well, that's the end of this section. And that is a super deep section, the true nature of space and time. And I hope that in listening to this and listening to the two of us try and figure it out, (laughs) 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 that we've provided some clarity there. I just, I'm not real confident that I have total and complete clarity, but I think it's making sense. The true nature of space and time is that yes, it exists. Ultimately it's not part of us although we do have to abide by the space and time with our physical being and entity, our spiritual essence and who we truly are is infinite and is not bound by space and time. I agree. And I think that it's good to stay tapped in, tuned in and turned on. That's kind of what I got from that. Yes. Yes. I agree. Beautiful. Well, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and that you enjoyed this session and we'll see you next week. Bye now.
Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation and perhaps even earn a credential as a certified spiritual coach, we encourage you to go to our website, lifecoachtrainingonline.com, and check out our courses, or give us a call at 800-711-4346.